Iced coffee is a New York City summer staple and the source of endless debates. Quality and methods are wide-ranging. From the deli guy who pours yesterday's leftover brewed coffee over ice, a big no-no, to a bottle of small-batch Japanese-style cold-brew coffee found at a fancy grocery store. Journalist Liz Clayton has been covering the international coffee scene for many years. She's here today to decode some of the hows and whys of cold brew coffee for this week's Last Chance Foods. Welcome to WNYC, Liz. Thanks, Amy. So definitely iced coffee is not just coffee poured over ice. Why? Um, Basically because it doesn't taste good when you do that. (laughs) There you go. That's the biggest reason. Pretty much all the methods of iced coffee that there are involve preparing something that's stronger that when you add ice to it will be complementary and will actually, as the coffee melts the ice, produce a more delicious and balanced tasting drink. I've blogged about this. You can find that blog post on our website, wnyc.org. But let's talk about that for a moment, the two different ways. There's a cold brew method mm-hmm. for for iced coffee, and then there's what I referred to at at the beginning, the Japanese style. Tell me about the two. Well, there's basically two ways to make coffee grounds and water into coffee, and one of them is time and the other one is heat. So the first method that we are talking about, cold brew coffee, is the very slow extraction of coffee with room temperature water overnight, say. I mean, you could do it during the day, but it's like a 10 to 12-hour extraction where the coffee just sits in water. And that results in a concentrated liquid that you can pour over ice and a little bit of water to cut it. Um, And it's a very low acid, very sort of mellow flavored style of coffee. That's what's very popular in a lot of places that do bulk cold coffee. If you go to a cafe and they use something called a toddy, that's what they've made you. They've made you a long overnight extraction. Um, A lot of people really prefer that, especially if they have problems digesting coffee. They find that it's much less harsh on their stomach. Why would that be? Just because the way the extraction process works without hot water actually releases far less of the acidity in the coffee itself. And some would argue far less taste. And some would argue far less taste, which brings us to the idea that acidity is actually our friend. So people that love the acidity in coffee, and it doesn't necessarily mean that your coffee has to taste like lemon zest or some craziness that some people find quite disagreeable in their coffee. But what it does mean is that there's a lot of nuance. You can get a lot of fruit juice. You can get a lot of what we call sparkle. So we like Japanese iced coffee because it really expresses the acidic, acidic notes, but you can still serve it cold. And, it's, and, ha- and what is that style? How do you prepare that? You prepare that by brewing a hot cup of coffee with somewhat more coffee than you would a regular cup, and you brew it right on top of ice. Okay. So yeah. you would, if I have, for example, a, um, a, a pour-over method at yes. home with a filter. Yes. So I would set that filter over a uh, a container filled with ice. Absolutely. That would replicate the ratio of water to coffee that I'm trying to get to get a really good cup of coffee. Yeah, you incorporate the amount of ice into the ratio of water to coffee. To do a cold brew, to do a 12-hour cold brew, uh, I literally just grind my coffee quite coarsely. I put it in a pitcher, I put water on it, and I walk away. And when I come back, I filter it twice. Uh, When you're using coarse grounds, you're not supposed to have too much small sediment coming through, but you always do have finer particles. Um, There's a lot of ways you can filter it. You could filter it through 
brewer's cloth. You could filter it through a sieve or a strainer, or you can filter it through your French press strainer. You could filter it through a paper filter, but that's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. You might need more than one. I've actually been experimenting with a nut milk sack, Hmm. which has a very, very nice mesh and is pretty easy to clean. So I actually pour the coffee grounds out through this almond milk strainer. Then I pour it back into the original pitcher through the strainer again. And it's on that second pour that you see exactly how much silty sediment you get. Liz Clayton is a freelance writer and photographer covering coffee microculture. Her book, Nice Coffee Time, is coming out in July from Press Pop. Thanks for coming in today, Liz. Thanks so much, Amy. To learn more and to get Liz's ratios for cold brew coffee, click on life at WNYC.org. I also ask Liz a lightning round of questions for my 60-second stir-fry video series that's also found under the Life tab. This is WNYC. 